episode of the FPL Amateurs of Oz podcast. Joining me tonight is my co-host, Damo. How are you, mate? Yeah, not too bad, man. I think it's been a while since we've done just a pod, just uh, myself, uh, you and me, actually, I think. Yeah, mate, just uh, dim the lights down low and um, have a bit of casual FPL chat. <laughs> yeah, and a, a nice, uh, warm Melbourne night. I'm not sure what the weather is uh, over on your side of the woods, but, um, but yeah, quite... Um, quite cosy over at uh in, in melbourne at the moment yeah no she's pretty bloody hot here today it's sort of i think it's only about 28 but it feels like about 32 so <laughs> not too bad <laughs> it's got the, the ac cranked mate so yeah nice nice uh, i might get into how i went this week um i was actually pretty pumped uh heading into the last lot of fixtures i had madison and bowen sort of hoping for um a decent return and um Madison's shown he got 16 points. Probably could have had more if he um, nailed that free kick. But, yeah, big week from Madison, 16 points. Had Trent Alexander-Arnold with nine. Uh, Captain Ronaldo, so 18 points from Ronaldo. Um, finished the week on 82 points and took a massive green arrow from 79K to 43K. So I was actually very happy with my week. And um, going to be interesting to see how this midweek fixtures go now with a few COVID um, scares about Man United and and mm. what players will be rested during midweek fixtures. But, you know, I just have to tough it out. Hopefully I've given myself enough of a bit of buffer zone after this week's good result and I can kind of weather the storm. How do you go, Damo? Uh, yeah, not too bad. Probably not as good as yourself, but uh, I uh... – Took a small, oh, I took a bit of a hit just uh, to sort of refresh the team. So I expected a bit of a um, red arrow. Didn't get as big as one as I thought I would. Um, just uh, slipped down a couple of thousand spots uh, to where I was. So I ended up on 71, but obviously that's with a minus eight. Uh, obviously the stars being Cancelo, uh, TAA, Rudiger. Salah, Gallagher, and Dennis. Um, those are my returners. Um, yes, as you said, it's going to be an interesting sort of a set of uh, game weeks coming up, obviously, with all the COVID scares, um, as well as uh, potentially players like Cancelo being suspended uh, and, you know, topped up with a few injuries. So, it's uh, it's an interesting time in terms of um, FPL. Uh, obviously, you know, recommend having stronger benches um, just to sort of ride the storm a bit. But um, and yeah, and if and if you can have um, two frees, uh, probably the you know probably the best time to sort of have those frees just yeah. in case and do your do your trade sort of at the last minute. Um, after sort of the news, um, after any sort of um, news from teams and things like that. Well, let's just hope, um, as I said earlier on Twitter, I really hope just Ronaldo and uh, Dallo were um, off doing their own thing at training, haven't touched or talked to anyone. Because so. I did, uh, uh, did uh, the old uh, early transfer this week and got in Dallo pretty much yeah, straight after yeah. lockout. So. So that's with Man United, obviously, with the news uh, recently come out about the COVID scare. Um, it seems to be there seems, seems to be some sort of some mixed um, reporting about that. Uh, you know, on uh, I've read sort of articles on one side saying it's uh, a bit of a 
play their sort of run through Man United and uh, potentially the match will be called off and others saying it's sort of just backroom stuff. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see uh, what happens there. Obviously, we saw last week with, uh, with Spurs uh, not getting up and then uh, obviously hearing that Spurs potentially might not, the Spurs-Leicester um, match might not get up either. So, as I said, it's going to be an interesting uh, time given the short turnaround. Fingers crossed um, Leicester do play because I'm banking on another decent return from Madison, but it's probably going to be one of those things where you just want to keep your ear to the ground. Hopefully news comes out before lockout. Mm. But, I mean, if it does come out after lockout and, you know, you've got plays that are missing, you know, you just it'll just be one of those weeks. There'll be a lot of people in the same boat, so probably wouldn't stress too much. But anyway, might get on to the FPL Twitter League this week. Um this week they're lined up with Ramsdale in goals, Trent Alexander-Arnold, Cancelo, James, Alonso, then Captain Salah, uh, Jota, Bernardo, Ronaldo, Dennis, and Antonio. So had a game week points of 71, but then took a minus eight hit, which is the average for the league. So 63 points. So a second week in a row, Damo, we have beaten the Twitter template. So nice. pretty pumped about that. It means that... Uh, there must be something wrong in the world because it's very unlikely that we're all going to beat it this year. We beat it twice in a row. So took a um, a bit of a red arrow from 44K back to 56K. So I'm also ranked above it as well. So everything's coming up millhouse for my side. <laughs> I might get onto the FPL amateurs of Oz League. Um, we had the Kong FPL planner still in first place on 1,110, but his lead is starting to cut a little bit just because he's he, he hasn't had a great few weeks. But when I say great few weeks, he's still scoring pretty decent. So mm. I think he he's pretty happy with it. I think he has a plan in his head, which, you know, he is ranked quite high. So his plans worked all year. So I, I did say that we might have to get him on the pod just to get him back in the green arrows and then he'll be on his way. <laughs> Um, Aman's team, second place, 1,084 points, and Isaac FC rounds out the top three on 1,078. And the top score for the week was Wood Tang Clan FC in 94 points, which is absolutely ridiculous because even yeah. though there were some high scores this week, there was also a lot of players that people expected decent returns out of that sort of didn't do too well. Yeah, 94 points is awesome. Uh, for a week where uh, quite a few people either took hits or um, a lot of players sort of didn't get up or had cameos. Um, yeah. I've got to say, though, I, f- I find it ironic that um, you said that the FPL planner has a plan <laughs> uh, because what else would he have uh, yeah. <laughs> if not a plan for uh, for his FPL team? So, uh, no, he, he's a good fellow. Absolutely, absolutely named. Yeah, it is funny. He plans his team to the T. He'll know what he's doing in about six weeks' time already. So, yeah, he. I think he's just weathering the storm like a lot of managers are. The template is starting to shift a little bit. So be interesting to see where the template's at in a few weeks. Um, Damo sitting in 21st in the league on 983 points. So still mm. sort of going up and down a little bit. But, I mean – you have been a bit unlucky with some of the scores from your players, so yeah. Oh, look, it is what it is, but um, obviously, you just weather the storm. Yeah, 
yeah. So you look, FPL is is a long, like it's 38 weeks. It's a long season and um, you sort of go through your ups and downs and you take your risks and, you know, some pay off, some don't. So um, with uh, fixtures coming thick and, far, thick and fast now, um, you just need to just make sure that you prepare as best you can and reload. Yeah, obviously, exactly. yeah, obviously, um, we've got we'll have uh, another set of game weeks um, in a couple of days' time. So it's yeah. one of those things you just um, it can turn around quite quickly. Whereas you might have gone bad on the weekend, but then the midweek fixtures, bang, Correct. you know, you're Correct. laughing again. So. As I said on Twitter, a lot of people were sort of going, oh, you pick Madison up, you know, great pick. And I'm like, yeah, like, you know, I, I like making mm. differential picks, but they don't always come off. But when they do, you, you know, you feel good. And I sort of yeah, I was on you, cloud nine this week. Yeah, you picked up Madison quite early. Um, yeah. Watching two games, you know, it was a bit risky. I was kind of, I guess we'll get onto it shortly about the, the eye test and the XG. Yeah. It was purely off eye test. There was no, I mm. guess, stats that were saying, you know, go out and get him. The stats were saying he's starting to trend a little bit up, but, you know, I just kind of just went uh, balls deep, I guess you'd say, and <laughs> uh, ho- hoped it paid off. And, you know, I was very lucky that it has paid off. But, I mean, there's been a few times this year where I've picked plays up and it hasn't paid off. So it's just one of those things you just take the good with the bad. Mm, yeah, and exactly right. You just have to take you take the good with the bad, and um, that's FPL for you. Yeah, no, it does make it exciting though. Especially, I know um, even though Sifau didn't get a massive return this week, he still got the six points. Very lowly owned, cheap price. You know, it makes you feel pretty good. You know, you pick someone that no one else is really talking about, mm. and you know, in two weeks' time, you know, Sifau's price he might be back up to five. And you going, oh, well, I just made point three on a play that I sort of took a bit of a chance on, and yeah, it is correct. where it is. But I might get into the first game of the week. It was uh, Brentford Watford. I sort of thought pretty even game. Both had their chances. There was a lot of talk pre sort of lockout about Dennis and King, and there was a lot of people saying, you know, King's worth the money. He's he's on penalties. You know, guaranteed that. If he does get penalties, he's, he's going to get a more a better return than what Dennis was. But if you're watching Watford games, probably the last three to four weeks, Dennis has just looked amazing. Looked amazing, and you know he flashed early in the season at his smaller price. I think it might have been five point one at the start of the season, sort of after a couple of weeks. But he looked the better option purely on just watching him as a soccer player, not looking at stats or anything like that. So that's sort of at his price as well. That's why I sort of got him in um, the other week. I got him at 5.3, so he did get a quite significant pay rise. But um, at his price, I just think, you know, if you're not going to play him every week when they don't have good fixtures, you know, he's not that expensive. But I don't think King is a bad option either. I think they're both good options. But for me, Dennis sort of, Played a bit better. He looks more dangerous. King sort of just floats in and out of games. He's not always in the game the whole time, whereas Dennis seems to be getting on the ball quite a lot. Um, but in terms of in Burmo, finally got the goal, got the penalty to win the game at the end. And I sort of thought, you know, surely he's going to get a goal this week. He can't keep hitting the post. But, yeah, apart from that, it's all I've sort of looked at this game. What about you, Damo? 
Yeah, I've got to say, before I sort of get into it, you probably lost us a couple of hundred uh, listeners, but by calling it soccer again, just FYI. <laughs> it's Sorry, football, mate. mate. Football. Football. <laughs> oh, it's just ingrained in my head. I'll go to say football. And I always have to translate it for uh, our rugby league fans in Australia. <laughs> nah, it's all good, man. Um, yeah, and as you said, it's a, a very much um, this week it was a ITES versus XG. Obviously, um, this week ITES came trumps, but... Um, but yeah, so for me, you know, Dennis, uh, like I sort of had the decision who do I who do I grab, Dennis or King, a couple of weeks back, and I just sort of looked at it and go, well, who's scoring the goals? Dennis is scoring the goals. He's the one I'm going to pick up. Obviously, he's a little bit cheaper as well. So um, at the moment, it's worked out. Um, the ITS sort of has worked out in that regard, but uh, you know, further down the track. You know, the stats might come up and then King might um, go on his merry way, obviously, with AFCON coming up. Um, uh, there's talks that Dennis may be um, going to AFCON. So if that's the case, you know, a swap to, to King may be, may be a good one. So, um, but that's sort of further down the track. Uh, and you're right, you know, in terms of Wembo finally sort of got on the score sheet after um, not being on for a while. I... Um, I know that uh, I forgot his name now. Tony should be back if not this week, then next. Uh, so obviously, look out for him to um, sort of hopefully pick up where he left off. But uh, yeah, other than that, not too many, uh, not too much more from that game. Have you got anything else from that game at all, Quentin? No, I just I think um, if he, when Dennis does go to Afcon, or if you'd have King and you want to go to Dennis. It's not chasing points, you know. Some people didn't want to go Dennis because they wanted to see more, and you know that's fair enough. But the way I look at it is, you you do the eye test, and then you look at the stats. But for me, I you know take mm. stats a little bit, and then do eye tests. I don't just blindly go eye test only because you know you like to see my talk about my McLean pick. You know that was mm-hmm. pretty much just eye test. The stats didn't point to anything at all, and you know yeah. it didn't work out, but. I mean, if you take it with a little bit of both, you know, usually it's not too bad. Yeah, but between sort of um, between uh, us and obviously the guests, uh, the guests that we have had, we have seen seem to have sort of nailed uh, quite a number of sort of picks throughout the the time as well. But again, it's it's, it's very much it's I won't say it's a guessing game, but it's very much a sort of you sort of take it on a whim and you you have a look at who the hot players are and um and you sort of go from there obviously as as we've sort of said in the past we sort of more judge it by the eye test rather than the xg and the and the xa but um you always sort of look at the stats as well and see if they're um if they're uh sort of matching up with the player as well and i feel like if you're wanting to get ahead of the curve you kind of got to rely on the eye test a little bit more mm. Because yeah, if the well, that's why you Yeah, if the stats are saying they're good players, mm. usually people are already on them. Yeah, and that's where you'll pick up players like um, I know the, one of the Alex boys. Uh, I think it was Ollie with Guehi. You know what I mean? Like completely out of the box, uh, and then just went on to return. I think the next four weeks, including scoring a goal. Uh, you know, I mean, like your Madison pick. Um, when we, you know, we've mentioned Bauer when we've mentioned Bernardo quite early, like the Plonka mentioned Bernardo quite early in our, 
uh, in our pod before Bernardo was even a thing. So um, I think you do need to have a look at that and the sort of that flows into nicely into our next game, which was um, Man City and Wolves. There's not really many Wolves assets that um, I can sort of talk about. I think uh, Wolves are sort of a hard avoid with the bad fixtures coming up. But in terms of City, um, City's sort of where it's at a little bit at the moment. Obviously, Cancelo will be out this week. I believe he's suspended for the week. Uh, but, you know, uh, again, like Bernardo just keeps ticking over. You know, as KDB sort of returning back to fitness and playing, um, I believe in, you know, we, you can sort of correct me if I'm wrong here, but I believe that um, Gundogan uh, might be the one that sort of makes way or will be rotating um, given the KDB's back. Uh, obviously, if, if Foden uh, is fit, you know, he's, he's lost a bit of value now. I think he's 8.0 now. He's going to be an option for us. Uh, but uh, in terms of the, the big one, um, obviously Sterling has returned uh, in the last three or four now, uh, I believe. And actually, can you correct me if I'm wrong, Quentin? Is Sterling on penalties? Um, I think he might be at the moment. He is. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, he's on penalties at the moment. Obviously returned um, double-digit returns this week. Uh, it definitely, definitely has to be an option. Obviously, is that a little bit more expensive? Um, and it just depends on how you do structure your team. But if you're looking for sort of a differential, uh, he's definitely one to sort of look at uh, for this week. How about yourself, Quentin? Yeah, no, I'll just touch on Sterling. I, I love the Sterling pick. I think, was it like, maybe last week and the week before, I sort of been talking about him as... yeah. He's an awkward price. He is 10.6, but, I mean, on previous seasons when he's starting every week and doing what he did on the weekend, he's usually sitting at about 11 million, 11 and a half. So. Mm. Well, he's about Son. I was going to say he's about Son's price. I think Son's 10.2. So, you know, should Spurs be out? If you've got Son in your team and Spurs uh, not play again this week, could be an easy uh, sort of an easy move, but from Son to Sterling anyway. You know for sure, and I'm sort of I'm looking at Sterling. The reason why I sort of brought him up the last few pods is I'm looking at him as a bit of a downgrade option for Salah when he goes away for Afcon. So yeah, correct. Because <laughs> I just don't think it's worth having Salah on your bench for four weeks if um they make it all the way through to the knockout stage. So, but I uh, touch on Sterling. Had uh, three shots, one goal, four chances created, and four key passes um, against Silva, who had three shots, one chance created, and one pass. So, I mean, Silva has looked really good, but Silva's one of those players, in my opinion, that's sort of a bit flashy. He just, the main thing that he does is he puts himself in the right position to score but he's not always looking like he's going to score every time he touches the ball. It's more just he does a lot of off-ball work and gets in the right spot to get those returns. And I guess if you're comparing him to Sterling and also Foden, you know, I feel like Sterling and Foden can create things out of nothing a bit more. So in in the way of fantasy, how it works is I feel like you want the plays that have the higher upside, not the players that, you know, are still getting all right points. But for me, that's sort of why I went away from Silver this week and went Mount instead just because 
I just have been burnt before getting on the hot player when the eye test for my in my opinion wasn't saying that he was as good as what the stats are saying. But that was just my opinion on that. And I might touch on Asar, the goalkeeper for Wolves. I sort of I couldn't get him out this week just because I'd had other uh problems in the team, but um he made nine saves, so he um, was pretty close to getting bonus points and then he got the save points as well. So he finished on four points, but, you know, very easily Man City, if they didn't get that penalty, he was looking at a massive return because he would have got all three bonus points as well. So I think he's still a decent option there. Their runner fixtures aren't great. I think this week they've got an all right fixture. But, yeah, at 5.1 now, his price has gone up a bit. He's still only owned by about 2.1%, I think. I'll just double-check. Oh, no, he's gone up to 3.6% owned. But, you know, he's the best, currently the best keeper on fantasy. But they do have a lot of uh, hard fixtures coming up. But they do have Brighton, and then after Chelsea, they've got Watford. So if you do have him, He's still worth a hold because he is going to get save points against the harder teams, as you saw this week. But, yeah, that's about it for me. I might get into the next game, uh, Arsenal and Southampton. I sort of, um, Pete on our podcast last week, uh, pointed out Odegaard as a player to to get in at his small price just because I think he was doing a few moves and the only way he could finish his transfers was to get someone in at Odegaard's price. Um, funny enough, he didn't start him, which is, um, I mean, bad for him. But <clears throat> I said it's still you still picked a player that no one was really talking about. I know, I think we talked about him a bit. I sort of I wrote down a few stats the last game or two that he's been playing that number ten role where he's looked good and yeah, no, I played really good. Got the got the goal. Um, to Yerny, just continues to troll me again. Uh, got him out after holding him for five weeks and he didn't play and he's just two consecutive uh, double-digit returns. And, you know, when Arsenal's fixtures are good and he's fully fit and he is playing, you know, he's one of the best fullback options at his price. You know, he's always going to be thereabouts and getting assists and he plays very high as well. So he's usually in the box and when the ball falls out to him, he's usually not too bad um, with scoring the odd goal or two. But... Probably the best player at the moment for Arsenal is Ramsdale. He's just um, he's just playing out of his skin. Just looks like a man possessed. So it was funny. I sort of t- spoke about him. I think it might have been week three this year as a, a decent option when he f- made his first start over Leno. And um, I kind of really wanted to get him in, but then I obviously looked at Wolves' fixtures and went Saar. But, I mean, Ramsdale's been amazing, especially for his price. I think he has jumped up a fair bit of price now, so he's not sort of that budget cheapy that he was before. But, you know, he's back, He's at 5.0 now, but he's still a decent option at that price. And I think if you if you have a bit of cash to spare and you don't want to go the 4.5, I think he's a decent shout. But outside of that, I'm not really sort of looking at anyone else. What about you, Demo? Yeah, so as you sort of said, um, I'm not going to sort of touch on uh, the ones you've sort of touched on before. Obviously, you said Odegaard and Ramsdale and Tierney, they're, um, they're quite good. Uh, for me, I really liked the game of Martinelli um, with Aubameyang out. I'm not sure how long Aubameyang is out for, 
But um, he may just keep his spot and he um, could potentially be the uh, differential of the week. I quite like Lacazette as well at the moment, obviously, for the same reason with Obama Young out. Um, it's basically Lacazette's uh, sort of position to lose. So I've always rated Lacazette as a player. Um, I think their fixtures are still quite good. So uh, I think between those two, that could be potentially sort of differential options uh, for you uh, in, you know, both uh, the midfield spot. And I think Martelli is quite cheap as well. I think might be 5.2 or 5.3. So, yeah, 5.2. Um, yeah. So if you need someone that little bit cheaper, um, potentially for this run, you know, like uh, obviously he's, he's a bit more of a watch maybe for a week or so just to see if he starts. Uh, but, yeah, so those are my ones for Arsenal. Yeah, in no, terms but... of, uh, yeah, in terms of Southampton, you just can't touch them at the moment, really. Um, they just, they don't, um, you know, they don't look great um, in terms of the football anyway. And, um, like, even uh, with their forwards, I've sort of, I've had a look um, at their forwards, you know, we've had, we have talked about their forwards before. Um, pretty much all of them are flagged at the moment. Uh, like Adam Adams is will be out. Um, he's got a hamstring injury. Um, but both Armstrong and Broha um, both flagged, uh, which obviously uh, I think um, Broha off the muscle, uh, Broha off the muscle injury, and uh, actually <laughs> both Broha and and um, Armstrong have a muscle injury. So, yeah. Looks like I, it's uh, Redmond playing up front from this week. Yeah. Well, you know, he might not be a bad shout given, you know, uh, they're playing Palace, so um, might be a decent shout. But, you know, they, they, their run isn't, like, is actually not too bad. Like um, Palace, Brentford, West Ham, Tottenham and Newcastle. But, um, but, yeah, I just can't, I can't um, sort of, Condone anyone grabbing any um, South Southern assets at the moment. Do you still have Livra? Are you looking at getting? Yeah, him I've still got keep him still. I've still got Livra. I'm going to keep him uh, at the moment. I, uh, you know, what I mean, just play him when they have good fixtures. Um, once, uh, once I've sort of got two frees with not much to do, that's where I'll probably move on Livra. But um, yeah, at the moment, he's sort of not going anywhere. Obviously. I wouldn't mind going like you have done or going to do, I think, uh, the Libra to Dello move. Um, but because uh, I think it's only 0.1 difference between them. Yeah. But um, obviously with the the Man U COVID talk, it sort of just put me off um, potentially on that move just yet. So I think it's a wait and see. But Libra is still okay so, to have. Like he's so cheap that you can just – bench him when, when you need to and then uh, play him when you have to sort of thing. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I sort of – I my plan was to get him out once I sort of peaked a little bit on him, my mm. interest on him. But, um, yeah, definitely a, a good bench filler and, and a decent player to come onto your field if you do sort of have a COVID uh, outbreak in your fantasy side. Yeah. Um, so the next game was Chelsea and Leeds. Quite a high-scoring affair. With uh, Chelsea getting the chocolates three to two, uh, as we've sort of mentioned a little bit earlier, Mount um, 
obviously we both, both myself and yourself, the Q, <laughs> do rate Mount as an option. I really do want to bring him into my side, but uh, it's just about sort of waiting for uh, some presses just to see uh, what's happening with the Tottenham game because I've got sign at the moment. Yeah. Uh, for me, the out and out the best defender for Chelsea is um, Rudiger at the moment. Like, just he's just ticking over. He scored another nine points over the weekend. Obviously, for those um, people that brought in James after his hot streak, I do feel a bit bad for people that um, did. It's been good, bring mate. In, I love yeah. five points from six games. It's um, yeah, it's great. Uh, but not even not even that. He's he's scored I think he scored one point over the weekend and then it's one it was one point zero zero and zero. So um haven't really gotten banged for the for the buck. Uh yeah, and so obviously potentially if I need that little bit of more coin, James may be the one that I sort of move on from. Uh in terms of leads, you know, Rafinha's Rafinha, like I, I think if you've got him Great, you've got him, but if you don't have him, uh, leads are so up and down and have quite a number of injuries. Uh, I don't think you actually bring him in, but uh, obviously on a side note, at the moment because Bamford is out, um, Rafinha is on penalties, so sort of factor that in uh, when thinking about who to bring in. And then um, you think it's Gelhart. He's yeah. he's a really good option just as a cheap and cheap enabler. Like if you if you at the moment uh, like the uh, if you if you could you'd actually play zero up front. You'd go like a, a five five and zero at the moment, like the <laughs> way that it's sort of sort of looking. But um, but yeah, but he's like uh, he's a great sort of cheap enabler to have in your side. Obviously, scored a goal on the weekend. Um, before I let let you get you have your say, um, Q, I've got to mention, um, Jorginho. Uh, just he's just one of these players. He's not an FPL asset at all, in my opinion. But like, he just has these these games where he'll just rack up points. Uh, like he, and it'll happen every sort of five games or so, where he where he scores two or three goals or just absolutely dominates and uh, obviously this game was um, was his sort of high return. Like obviously very sporadic, so not necessarily a fantasy option, but just um, it's just so interesting to watch when he's, he, when he's on form. Yeah. No, I think he's, he's quite selfish, mate. Um, he could have gave one of those penalties to Mount. He already got his penalty. <laughs> Everyone was happy. Give the second one to Mount. But in all seriousness, he does. He doesn't really offer much from a fantasy point of view. But he, when he, they do get penalties, you know, he very rarely ever misses unless it's for Italy. So, yeah, true. Um, I touch on Mount. He looked good again. Got that goal. Probably should have had another one. Um, as I said, I was tossing up between him, Silver, and Joda, and you know, between Joda missing sitters and the injury cloud, and then obviously Silver. I kind of wasn't completely sold on him. I sort of went mount because, as you spoke about against West Ham, you know he looked incredible and he just he he looks so good every week and that he plays. Some weeks he's sort of a bit hit and miss. He'll get double digits and then he'll just blink. But 
I mean, the eye test, even the stats are there. That says that he's a good fantasy asset when he's on the field. So I thought he looked pretty good. Be interesting to see whether he gets rotated um, for the midweek fixture or not. I hope he doesn't, but there's every chance that he could be on the bench and then come off the bench for 20 minutes at the end. But I'm hoping just if Chelsea, they start him. Um, Talk about James being frustrating to own him. The more frustrating thing to me is when you're watching the game, the eye test, he just looks so good and does so much work. And he's he's always whipping balls in. He's always involved in attack, but he's just not getting the fantasy returns like we'd hoped. And um, he seems to be playing a bit all over the field the last few games, which I think is impacting sort of his fantasy output. So instead of just usually being on the wing, making the runs, putting the balls into the box, He's kind of playing central, playing out wide, sort of just all over the shop. So I think that might be having a a bit of an impact on his fantasy output. I mean, in real football terms, you know, he's he's looking really good. But just maybe one to keep an eye on. I probably wouldn't get him out just yet because he very easily could get a double-digit return uh, in the next game. Um, in terms of um, leads, Rafinha outside of obviously the penalty didn't really offer too much. I just think that Chelsea's defense has been pretty leaky lately, and I just think it took advantage of it. They got the two goals, like Gelhart. He's a decent shout. He's pretty cheap. But um, outside of Rafinha, sort of, I'm not really a massive fan of Rafinha at the moment anyway. I sort of got him out. I think it might have been for uh, Madison. So, yeah. I mean, Madison's winning that battle at the moment, but I just think that their fixtures aren't great. I think they've got a couple of scattered in okay fixtures in between the hard ones, but yeah, definitely wouldn't be bringing him in if you don't have him. And I would probably be looking at a way out at the moment. If you do have him possibly to a Bowen or maybe even an upgrade to the likes of a Mount or a silver or whoever tickles your fancy. But outside that, I'm not really looking at too many people. Uh, next game we'll get on to, uh, the biggest club in the Premier League and Norwich. Um, I sort of thought Ronaldo looked a little bit off the pace in that first half, just looked a bit sluggish, but I think that was down to also how Man United were attacking because they just, their passing just looked a bit clunky and it's almost like they couldn't string more than three or four passes together going forward and just kept going back, trying to reset, you know, to attack Norwich and, you know, Norwich made a good account for themselves this game, but it should have never been this close. But <clears throat> Ronaldo missed a sitter. I think it was early in the second half. Um, Rashford got into the box, played it straight to him, and all he had to do was side-footed in the goal, and he sort of somehow skied it over the top. But I think it was he was a little bit off balance because the ball was a little bit behind him. But someone of Ronaldo's class should be finishing those chances, but... Uh, Dello, I thought, had a decent game at the back. Um, it looks like he's... I'm not sure whether it's because Wan-Bissaka also had the niggling injury from the midweek game, but I think Dello has now got that spot now down. He's sort of doing everything that uh, King Rag wants him to do. So I don't think he's going to lose that spot unless, obviously, form slumps and he you know loses it by doing that. But in terms of other assets, De Gea... Just had a great game of goals again. Looks to be a man-possessed player at the moment. And I think at that 5.0 at the moment, he's, he's a massive shout. And with their fixtures coming up, I could see them 
possibly keeping a few clean sheets. I don't really want to obviously um, guarantee that they will, but their defense has looked a lot better. So I think he could be a good shout. But, yeah, outside of that, not really looking at any Norwich players and just keeping an eye on Rashford and Sancho to see how they go. But, yeah, at the moment, just probably sticking with Ronaldo and Dello. What about you, Damo? Um, yeah, so for me, I was going oh, to say, firstly, I actually didn't realise De Gea was so cheap. Um, I assumed De Gea was about 5.5, but uh, just looking at it, he's only, he's only 5.1. I think he's just had a price rise. Um, that's massive value for a, for a player that plays for sort of that, uh, or essentially that sort of top four club. Um, yeah. So definitely, yeah, definitely De Gea as an option. I actually didn't realise he was so cheap. Yeah, he's um, been getting I think he pa- points every week as well. And whenever yeah, he's a clean sheet, he's getting bonus as well. I think, yeah, because I think in past seasons, he's always been about the 5.5 mark. Yeah, he's between 5.5 being, and 6.0 yeah. usually. Yeah, yeah, so being sort of like in, in one of the bigger clubs. But, no, that's massive value. I actually didn't even realise that. Um, in terms of, like, again, it's, it just depends. Like, obviously, with Norwich, um, uh, the player that I can never say his name, Omar Bambidele, um, he's injured, um, injured himself in the game. So what are you about to talk about Voldemort, John Joe Shelby? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wrong team. Um, but yeah, so he's injured at the moment. Um, so like, and I wouldn't be jumping on Nor- Norris at Norwich assets anyway. Um, in terms of Man United, it's obviously wait and see. Like you've covered mainly the mainly the ones that. Um, are important, like, you know, Dallow. I'd be jumping on Dallow if um, if that Man United game goes ahead, I'd be jumping on Dallow if you if you, if you could. Um, obviously, Rashford looked really good. He got into good positions um, but just couldn't finish. Um, and obviously, DDG, so David De Gea um, and Ronaldo are still great options. But uh, as I sort of said earlier, I wouldn't actually move on any of them until we do know the COVID situation. So wait till the presses and... Yeah, go from there. Yeah, hopefully it's just like you are and Marta and, you know, a couple of, you know, squad players. <laughs> oh, look, you'd hope it's not too bad um, to the point that uh, games have to be um, sort of uh, delayed because it's sort of getting to that point where quite a number of games have already been delayed, especially, like we'll talk about it later, but the Spurs, you know, Spurs fixtures. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so it's just going to be interesting to see what happens. Uh, I have the uh, next game in uh, Liverpool versus uh, Villa. Uh, for me, like, obviously, the Liverpool have been great um, this season in general. But um, for me, like, you know, a lot of people are sort of moving away from big at the, big at the back and you sort of understand why. But um, for me, you know, it's not just, it's not quite dead just yet. Obviously, I think we just need to move away from double Chelsea and move into double Liverpool or City at the back. Um, uh, For me, obviously, TA, Robbo, so keep performing. Um, You know, VVD was in the points as well. So the Liverpool um, defenders are looking strong. Um, In terms of Villa, you know, their, their fixtures are there. So Watkins definitely looks like an option to me. Not quite yet. I think we need to see a little bit more from him first. But, um, yeah, definitely worth a shout, um, potentially as a differential. Uh, how about yourself? Uh, 
Yeah, I might just touch on um, Villa. I sort of I thought um, they didn't play too bad, and I, I sort of think I said to you on the pod, I, I was, wasn't a massive fan um, of the captain Salah just because Villa defensively have been quite cagey the last few weeks, and you know it's not attractive football by Villa, but they've with the new with Gerrard at the helm, I, I could just see them riding into Liverpool. Um, and just trying to, you know, shut up shop and not give them too much, which I thought they did quite a good job uh, for the most part. But touch on um, <clears throat> some of the Liverpool assets. Uh, Trent Alexander and Robertson, they played great defensively and created most of their attacking chances. So it wasn't really a game for attacking assets apart from obviously Salah getting the penalty and uh, Jota being benched, um, who continued to troll owners and, he also then missed another sitter this week. So I just think it was more the defense that won the game and the defensive plays that were the stars of the game. So sort of, I don't want to say I knew it was going to happen because obviously you can never predict what's going to happen because Salah is just a man possessed at the moment. But I sort of thought it might play out this way and it might be just a bit cagey. So I think, when you're talking about big at the back, I, I think you're right there. Like you could nearly go a double Liverpool defensive line if you don't obviously have Jota up in the midfield. So I wouldn't even mind the uh, the duo of uh, Alexander-Arnold and Robertson because Robertson's actually looked quite good the last few weeks. But outside them, Jota, I'm not sure whether he's still got the niggle or whether he'll start this week. But for me, I just, I'm just i not sure whether I'll have him unless he starts just – you know, being unplayable and scoring goals every week. But for me, probably not looking at him at the moment. But, yeah, that's about it for me, mate. I might get on to the next fixture, which is Leicester uh, 4-0 to Newcastle. Um, I didn't watch this game live. I sort of had to watch the highlights. But I woke up to a very, very healthy uh, return from Madison this week, which I was actually uh, nicknamed him um, – uh, peak Messi, his form. So it's probably a bit uh, far-fetched there, but that's how I felt this morning when I saw his points return. But um, he did get the assist, um, got the goal. I think he will continue to be on free kicks, which is another bonus because he, he usually he either scores or goes pretty close to scoring. So it's definitely a sort of a bit of a bonus having him and, you know, he's not too expensive. I sort of thought... Um, Daka looked quite impressive. Obviously, I'm not sure whether they rested Vardy. I might get you to touch on that shortly, whether they rested Vardy or whether he's injured. But I thought Daka actually played quite good. And if he does somehow find his way into that side, whether they play two up front or he, you know, snags a wing spot, I think he might be someone worth looking at. And I don't think he's that expensive either. I might just double check. Um Oh, he's 7.1, so he's a little bit expensive, but he did look quite good. I thought he combined quite well with Madison and um, Harvey Barnes. And speaking of Harvey Barnes, I know we spoke about it in our show that you guys are pretty confident that he was going to get a return. He did get the assist, and he did actually look um, quite good as well. So I just thought it was a pretty dominating um, performance, and I sort of – that's why I was pretty confident picking Madison as a differential pick just because I don't like Newcastle's defense. They just proven again that they're just, they're not up to standard. And 
I think if you do have any attacking assets playing Newcastle, which I think it's Liverpool this week, I think someone's mentioned the triple captain, you know. It's it's a decent shout just because Newcastle's um defence hasn't been great this year. But yeah, outside that, so not looking at anyone else. Um what about you, Demo? Yeah, so for me Leicester is a little bit of a troll club at the moment. Like you just don't know <laughs> you don't know what's gonna happen with them or what um what players are going to come out when? I think. Do you know if Fadi um, is injured yeah, or is he? I don't believe he's injured. Like he played um, twenty five minutes. Yeah, twenty five minutes in the Villa game, and then obviously didn't start in the Newcastle game. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't believe he's injured at all. So I think it might be just either a rest or, you know, obviously he's sort of getting on an age as well. So whether they're sort of using that strategy or you know flooding some youngsters or whatever the case may be. Uh, yeah, it's yet to sort of be seen. Uh, as you sort of mentioned with the ones that we're, I wanted to touch on, obviously Madison, um, Tielemans coming back to form is um, is awesome. Obviously Barnes has sort of ticked over. Uh, like I probably won't be going anywhere near Leicester players at the moment. I think I'm just look, I'll be looking elsewhere. But, you know, they, they are sort of those ones that you have mentioned a decent shout. And says in Newcastle, you're right. I think we just have to move on from Newcastle assets now. If you have any in your side left, you know, I've still got uh, St. Max sort of sitting in my side, but um, it's just uh, I've just had a few more other pressing matters uh, and haven't been able to get rid of him just yet. Um, but, yeah, so. I'll just I mind think, touch on also the bet too, mate, uh, both yeah. points, so. Not yeah, they did both banks, so I think he's still up by 10, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but, yeah, so I think that's a, uh, it's going to be a bit of a down one just for a little bit while um, Newcastle have not some great fixtures. So we'll have to revisit that one in about four to five game weeks and just see where we're at. Yeah, no, for uh, sure. It's, um, yeah. It's yeah. No, no one else that I'm looking at, really, so, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Um, the next game uh, was uh, Burnley-West Ham. It was a nil-nil. It wasn't a great game uh, for West Ham. Uh, the only sort of, I won't say highlight because it's not really a highlight, but the only controversial thing uh, in that game was, um, I believe, and again, I'm not sure if you saw the game or not, Quentin, but I believe we should have had, had a penalty that wasn't given. Um, but, you know, you sort of... Yeah, you know, you move on from it. We got a point out of it, but uh, who's you know on I mean? penalties if, it, if they were to get the penalties? Is it Lanzini or Antonio? See, it's a tough one. It's like it, it, it really like Lanzini took our last one, but it's a bit of a mishmash at the moment. Like, I still think uh, Rice is probably our penalty taker, uh, but you know, we don't really have a standout penalty take at the moment. Obviously, Rice missed, I think, a few, uh, like a few, um, which is why I think Antonio had them and then he missed one. So it's just, it's really a mishmash at the moment. I don't know if we have a standout um, penalty taker. Like, uh, you know, our last standout penalty taker was Mark Noble and then obviously he... Missed that one uh, when he just came on just from the bench just to take it. So I think actually, if I think that was against Man United, if I'm not mistaken. Which yeah, it was, co- mate. Yeah, I think either – I think it cost us the game. But, uh, I think the penalty was there for us to draw, if I'm not mistaken. So 
Um, yes, I can't really say who's our penalty taker at the moment. I, I would, like, if I'm going to say anyone's probably going to be Rice, but then again, um, I'm not sure. Um, yeah, so we'll have to see who takes the next one for us. Um, I think at this stage, you you know, the fixtures are going to be there for, for um, uh, West Ham. The thing with us is I think we we come out for the bigger games and obviously this week is Arsenal um, and then we've got quite a, quite a good run. So I think you stick with Antonio Bowen, double up if you have it. Um, don't triple up on West Ham at the moment. I think... I would have shouted out Cresswell, Cresswell or Sufal as an option, but given our defensive uh, frailties at the moment in terms of in our injuries, I think you just wait and see how we stack up uh, and if we are sort of keeping clean sheets. Because obviously, obviously this week we kept a clean sheet, but we didn't score. Um, but, yeah, you know, definitely could be options. But I think... At the moment, you just you don't triple up on on West Ham, and I think a double up is fine. So, with um, potentially Bowen being the priority, and then either Antonio or a, or a defensive asset if you if you if you want it. But um, but yeah, and then in terms of Burnley, I think I've just written avoid. I think it's just <laughs> a, a void at this stage. There's not really like even you know the corner cornet which we shouted out several pods ago he's sort of gone really quiet now so there's not really many um in that Burnley side that I'd look at at the moment um how about yourself Q yeah no I sort of thought um you know it was the battle of uh the maroon and whoever lost had to get a new team shirt but they draw it obviously so they'll continue to wear those jerseys this year but um it's claret by the way just just letting you know it's claret <laughs> claret mate you know whether more claret, claret and blue mate. <laughs> Mate, not even a proper club. Get a proper colour, all right? Sorry, <laughs> colour. Um, I might just touch on um, just the game itself. I sort of thought, I mean, a lot of people are overreacting with their assets. And, I mean, there's people that are bought in Bowen last week and obviously Antonio and that and, you know, aren't too happy. But it really wasn't a fantasy-friendly game, at, you know, outside of um, I thought uh, Masuaku played pretty good. Um, almost repeated his worldie from the uh, from the other day. He almost got another one. But um, between him and Rice, they were sort of the only people that really did too much. And then when you're kind of looking, I guess, at Rice and Masuaku, you're not really saying they are fantasy relevant, if that makes sense. Not trying to insult mm, them. They did play good um, as football. They're no, both you're right. You are right. But not, not your fantasy assets that you're looking at. So I think it was almost an isolated game. So I probably wouldn't um, overreact too much. Um, sort of, I sort of. It was frustrating to you know Antonio to blank, but previous weeks he's looked good, just hasn't got the stats, and that's another thing about eye test and the XG and the XA. Where as you're watching the games, you know Antonio's still getting chances, just they're mm. not going in the back of the net. So. Outside this one game, I still think there's enough evidence there for me to go, you know what, you know, he he could easily just go bang. So he did look a little bit sluggish, but 
he did look better, but he come good in that second half. But yeah, I, I'm just not sure what the go was. But it was just one of those games where everyone looked like they just had like Christmas feed and was just plodding around the field for 90 minutes. So even Bowen didn't really have his best game either. And you know that that goes to the show because he's been absolutely insane all season. So I think it was just one of those things and. Likes of Burnley, I think Cornet's injured at the moment, so I just yeah, I'm just not entertaining anyone really from uh, Burnley or um, any extra assets from West Ham. I'm sort of looking at Sufau possibly, but at the moment I'm just going to probably stick to Antonio and Bowen. Um, next mm. up, we got uh, Pal. Oh, actually no, before I do this, I might touch on that penalty demo. I think it was a penalty as well. The way they gave yeah. penalties out this weekend, it was like. Uh, watching Oprah Winfrey and she was like, you get a penalty, you get a penalty. <laughs> and, you know, look at Rudiger. He barely got touched in that second penalty and they got a penalty. So, you know. Yes. Yeah, it's just one of those things. Sometimes it goes your way. Sometimes it doesn't. My opinion is if you're going to throw penalties out like that, that's good, but throw them out all the time. Yeah. Don't cherry yeah, pick correct. which, you know, times you're going to do it. But move on to Palace and Everton. Um very disappointing for me. I got out Gallagher this week for Mount, and I know on our pod I said, you know, he's probably a hold just because of their fixtures, but obviously I thought Mount was, you know, going to have a bigger day out, so I got him out. But, you know, Gallagher played a lot more advanced, which has been disappointing because the last two games he hasn't been getting quite forward as he used to. Um, he finished with uh, two goals, seven shots, um, three chances created, and, you know, inside the box, he's just an absolute animal. And um, it's 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 good to see, especially when you own him, but it's also bad to see when you, you know you don't have him. So I was probably lucky that Madison scored so well. Otherwise, I could have been seeing a, a bigger red arrow. Um, still think the Palace look pretty slick in attack. I think they're probably unlucky to only uh, just win 3-1. I thought evident defensively were horrible and... On attack, they played okay on the counter, but still, you know, wasn't that impressive. I sort of thought um, it was a pretty quiet game in attack for them. Uh, looked bad defensively. Um, I sort of thought AU had a decent game, creating five chances and getting the assist for Gallagher. I sort of thought he played with a lot of maturity. Um, after I think he was benched last week or the week before. So, you know, showed a bit of maturity, come back on the field, started, and, you know, looked really good. And I might just touch on also, um, I think, defensive assets for Palace. I'm just not sure whether they're going to be keeping clean sheets. So I'm probably not looking at them. But obviously there's Gahi and um, Tyreek Mitchell who uh, haven't been too bad options this year. But defensively probably not uh, banking on any Palace assets. But uh, what about you, Damo? Yeah, I think you've covered it pretty well. I think um, Gallagher's the main one from the Palace um, side. Uh, obviously, you know, great performance over the weekend, two goals. And, um, yeah, it just keeps ticking over. Uh, in terms of uh, nothing at the moment, uh, like I know sort of Decore sort of come back and done all right, like without being phenomenal um so he's just you know ticked over but um i think with uh evidence fixtures i think we just um hold off on everton at the moment who just sort of look a bit a bit of a shell of themselves at the moment which is 
as I keep saying, it's a bit of a shame because they are one of the bigger sides in the um, EPL. Yeah, um, I'm probably looking. I'm probably, if I was looking at any assets, probably the Richarlison, possibly. Yeah, but it's just it's so hard. It's so hard to tell at the moment. And I think you want to put your money into the midfield rather than the forward line at the moment. Yeah. Um, no, that about wraps up our game review. Yeah, so we've got um, obviously um, the first Spurs fixture was postponed, which, you know, Spurs are sort of racking up the postponed fixtures at the moment. So, you know, they actually might be decent um, when they do need to replay these games, you know. Uh, potentially a obviously definitely double um, fixture down the track, but um, potentially given uh, that there's not many, uh, how do I put it, <laughs> not many sort of game weeks that they can slot in all these postponed fixtures. It might even be a triple, um, which is I think something. Uh, did we see a triple last season? Uh, uh, not last I think season. We, maybe it was the season before. No, nah, pretty sure it might have been last season that we. Like it's very very rare to see a triple, um, a triple game week, but um, I'm pretty sure it happened last season. That was the only time that I've I've seen it happen in terms of uh, FPL. But um, but yeah, so they, obviously they might be uh, you know quite a tasty option once that happens. But at the moment, obviously uh, Spurs assets are a bit of a hold until we know what's happening with Leicester. Uh, I believe be Kane's chance to finally get a return. He has three yeah. games to do it in one game week, and he might get one. Uh, you know, might get you know six points. So you know, two, <laughs> two, and two. Um, but uh, you know, we'll see. Here we go. Um, yeah. So that is yeah. That's, as you said, that's uh, the wrap up of the fixtures. Do we want to touch on a differentials? Yeah, we might head into our differential picks. We've. Um... Last week I had sort of Madison who returned, you know, the 16 points. Um, this week I'm kind of a bit of a focus on goalkeepers because I know there are people that still have Sanchez, um, other people that have obviously Ramsdale. Their fixtures are starting to get a bit tougher. But Saar, 5.1%, 3.6% ownership. They've got Brighton this week. I think... Um, He's a decent shout, even if it's a one-week play, but then they also have Watford in two weeks as well. So that's not a bad fixture either. So, And then when they do play the decent clubs, he's getting lots of saves and he's getting the save points as well. So someone to look at. Um, and also just we, we spoke about De Gea before, you know, not owned by a lot of people at the same price, does the same things as Saar, just has a better run than Saar. So... I think between those two, I think they're decent pickups. What about you, Damo? Yeah, for me, as I said earlier, sort of like that Martinelli, Lacazette um, move, I think, uh, might look good given, uh, you know, Arsenal's fixtures are not that bad. Uh, and obviously Sterling, I know we touched on him last, I think, last week, but uh, he's starting to look really, really good. And I don't think he's, um, I'm not sure what he's, percentage owned at is at the moment, but I've, I would hazard to say it's fairly low. Yeah, it's 1.3%, I think, yeah. from memory. Yeah, so, so I, th- I think that'll get, that'll climb quite soon, especially with AFCON around the corner. Um, but, yeah, he's definitely one to um, to look at as, as differential. 
you know, I, I like that show. I really like Sterling. I think he's he's a good differential pick. Um, players to watch. Uh, I think I've got the same issue. I just got Man United as well. Just Man United mm. players. Um, what the news is about COVID, whether there's going to be players missing or, you know, just probably something to keep your eye on and pro- possibly even Leicester, um, whether the fixture goes ahead, probably just be an anxious wait. Uh, what about you, Damo? Yeah, as you sort of mentioned um uh, I've, I've got the main new boys in there. Um, we're going to watch and wait until we know what's going on. Uh, and then I've got Throne Watkins as a player to watch because I think um, he might be a decent shout. Yeah, no, nah, definitely. Uh, might get on the shit the bed segment. I uh, did West Ham. <laughs> just, um, yeah, just a very met performance. Um, yeah, expect better from you guys. But, I mean, Burnley seemed to do that to a lot of teams just – yeah, the boring, just you know, arm wrestle type games. But yeah, no, nah, I thought it was uh, not good enough, mate. Uh, get your shit together. <laughs> yeah, no, I think um, uh, West Ham might have ruined quite a number of multis that uh, a couple of a couple of my friends had. They're all like, oh, I just you know need West Ham to win, and yeah, it didn't happen. So. Um, yeah, gamble responsibly, guys. Uh, <laughs> like, for me, obviously... Betting on West Ham is not gambling responsible, mate. So, either oh, way... I, I, I never, I never bet on my side, ever. I'll never bet on my side. Uh, 100% yeah. never, ever bet on... Uh, like, if uh, I bet on every other side, uh, but never West Ham because we're just so unpredictable. Um, yeah. <laughs> in terms of the shit the bed segment, I've sort of... And again, yeah, I... How do I put this? They don't deserve the shit the bed this week, but obviously with Spurs, um, the COVID sort of going through their camp um, and having their game delayed again. Um, obviously, it's two delayed games in what three weeks? I think it is because obviously yeah. they had the they had the snow that um, they couldn't play in, and obviously now COVID. So just um, uh, you know, uh, everything's sort of not going right down at Spurs land at the moment. And, but hopefully they, they, you know, they come up bigger and better and, um, you know, they're still a decent side and we'll have to see how they go with Leicester, whether that game uh, goes ahead or not. Yeah, no, definitely. I'll be definitely looking at the presses. I'm not sure whether I want to take a minus four to fix any problems if COVID does strike my team, but might just have to just see how we go. I might get into the mailbag questions. Um, first one we got, what do you do if rotation-prone players in busy players, in busy schedules, uh, do you risk them in the team or lean towards more safer players? Um, I think you can sort of see a pattern with the bigger clubs now. It looks like, you know, Silver's nailed. Sterling seems to be nailed lately for Man City, but I guess I try to just, if you're going to pick plays that are the rotation risk, you want to have a bench. So if you're going to go like a a silver or you're going to go a Sterling or a Foden, just make sure that you've got a bench option. So if they don't play, they sort of get swapped out and you kind of just want to weigh up the upside. So say like a Mount, if he plays three out of four games and he's getting double digits, those three games, you know, the risk is worth the reward, if that makes sense. Um, what about yeah. you, Damo? Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. Like, obviously, um, you know, we say rotation-prone players, so basically um, Manchester City players. 
uh, and uh, potentially Chelsea plays as well. So uh, especially down the ba- down back, um, I think you just have to have a balanced side. Because as long as you've got a balanced side and you've got a deep a deep bench, um, which I recommend people have um, during this period, I think you can get away with it. Um, and then you just you know, sort of like pick the best fixtures and play the players in those in those fixtures. So yeah, that's that's basically what uh, what I think for that question. No, definitely. Uh, the next one we had is from Matt at the FL Addicts podcast. Um, what are your thoughts on Damari Gray? Um, you know, he got a pretty decent goal um, the other day, but. I just, I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm not a massive fan of Liverpool. Uh, not Liverpool, sorry. Uh, Everything <laughs> assets, but <laughs> it's funny. Um, but I guess if you are looking at options for Everton for their fixture run, I probably would be looking around Damari Gray, seeing his price drop back to where he nearly started um, at the start of the season. Then obviously Richarlison, DCL when he's fit, maybe Jacore if he, you know, gets a few games under his belt. But I guess if you are going to pick an evident asset for their run, you know, Gray's not a bad shout. I'm, I'm pretty sure I've just got it up here. He's 5.6, so, you know, not that expensive and, and a decent downgrade option as well. Um, what about you, Damo? Yeah, so for me, obviously, before I say anything, you probably offended um, so many Merseyside people. It's not funny with that. Uh, <laughs> oh, we got a whole three. You know, JV probably won't listen to our point. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so, yeah, so with Gray, I think, I think uh, as I sort of said earlier, I think uh, Everton in general are sort of an avoid at the moment. I'm sort of not looking at... Um, bringing in anyone from Everton at the moment. Um, but, yeah, so at the moment he's a pass. Obviously we re- revisit, um, you know, we'll revisit in a couple of weeks and see what happens. But at the moment I I wouldn't be bringing him in. No, I'd probably want to see just a little bit more from him. But that's just me. Um, next question we got, with COVID plaguing our fixtures, would you make a uh, – who? What list of three players are ideal subs for defense, midfield, and forwards? Um, I sort of think in terms of defense, I like Lamptey, uh, Dallo, uh, Liver is still a, you know an alright shout. Um, I don't mind the shout of uh, Tioni because I think he's still below that five unless he's taken a pay uh, pay rise, uh, price pay rise. rise. <laughs> <laughs> I keep saying pay rise. Um, so I think also Dennis as a, a forward, um, Gelhart from Leeds can be a bit of a placeholder, but obviously with the, the news of um, uh, the striker Bamford being out possibly for even longer now after a re-injury, and I think what he had injured previously, you know, he could be a decent shout. I'm uh, just trying to think who else you got. King, King's not a bad shout. Even if he's on your bench, you don't feel like you have to play him every week. Um, but yeah, outside those, those are probably the best attacking options. Midfielders, you got your likes of Brownhill, Odegaard, uh, Smith Rowe. I don't mind the shout of um, what's his face. Um, I can't even Smith Rowe. Nah, it's not Smith Rowe. Um, Gallagher, even as a placeholder, a little bit expensive, but not too bad. Even Fred from Man United, 
It's not too mm. bad either. But um, what about you, Damo? Um, I was just going to ask, did you put Brownhill as an option? Because Brownhill was definitely not an option. Oh, he's not really an option. He's more of a um, just placeholder. Yeah. He'll come on and get you two points. I think he's 4.4. Yeah, I think for me, though, answering this question, I think um, you have to pick players that you believe may return. So, obviously, like in defence, I've sort of put Dallo and Livramento. Um, in midfield, uh, uh, midfield, I've put sort of Gallagher. I know he's a little bit more expensive, but the and the Smith Rowe. But I think in terms of midfield, there's not really anyone that's, you know, five mil or less that's an option. So that's why I've sort of put uh, some, a bit, some that are a bit more expensive in that midfield. And you then probably I probably want to oh, – sorry, I'm interrupting. Yeah, go, no, go on. Go on, go on. <laughs> I forgot to say, you're probably not really going to be having too many cheap bench options in the midfield just because there's so yeah. many good value people yes. that you're probably going to double up to cheaper defensive options. And I think if you you are right, though, if you have um, someone in the midfield, it'll probably be um, one of those 4.4 guys or 4.5 guys. Uh, and then up forward, you've got the the dream team of King and Dennis to choose from. Um, obviously, you know, the Dennis is cheap enough to have that you play in the good fixtures and then you bench in the, um, in the bad. So, but the, obviously the way Dennis is playing, you, you play him every week. But, um, but yeah, so I, I think that's basically where you're looking at. Um, and in terms of that question, we've sort of uh, narrowed it down to the more the cheaper plays that you want to keep on the bench because you don't want to have, uh, you don't want to have plays that are seven, eight million on your bench anyway at the best of times. Um, when you, when you can you know avoid that avoid it. So you want to have players that are a little bit more on the cheaper side. So I think that's um, sort of summed it up nicely. Yeah, no, you don't really want to be stuck in a predicament where you're choosing between like the likes of like a, a Reese James and a Ken Seller on who you're dropping for the week. Like for me, you pick your three sort of premiums at the back, four premiums if you want. And then just get one of the bench options that, you know, you don't mind coming in, might get you two points. You just really want your bench options at worst to be getting you two points. Mm. So, yeah. And then obviously if you have a bit of coin there, you get the upside of the Gallagher, like you bench him and then he comes on the field and he gets double-digit returns. So, I mean, there's a lot of different price points, but that's it for me. Um, Next question up, we've got... um, Having one major premium, obviously, which is Salah, is it better to have an all-round good squad um, or would you try getting another premium, I guess, as a different captaincy option? I think, um, and I'll touch on this one first, I think uh, as we've, we've sort of already touched on it, um, given uh, obviously, you know, the COVID that's sort of hit different squads, um, injuries and whatnot, I think you need to have a balanced side. You can't, like, I think the days of the, the three mediums um, are sort of out the window. You, you have to have that balanced squad that you can rotate through, um, you know, de- have deep cover. So then if uh, push comes to shove, you've got, um, you've got the players there to fit into the positions. Yeah, no, I just uh, sorry, I just was reading something that has come through. Then apparently, 
UEFA are redoing the Champions League draw. Oh, uh, interesting. Because um, I, I saw that you guys um, got uh, PSG. Yeah, I know. Apparently, unless that was the second draw, the PSG one, because um, said that we got drawn against Viriel, which we played in the group stage. So I don't know what's going on, but uh, interesting. Um, yeah, because I just noticed um, that uh, you guys. Yeah, so from what again? If it might be, it might be different. But uh, Man City got Villa Villarreal away. Um, you guys, Man United got PSG away. Chelsea yeah, actually, the redraw yeah. was the PSG one, so. Ah, I wonder. I see, I don't know how you can stuff those things up, personally. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I really don't, but anyway. No, we'll get back to the question. Was, uh, sorry. Yeah, all good. No, no, all good. I was going to say, I, um, um, I was actually going to give you a bit of crap about, um, uh, drawing PSG, I'm like, oh, that's your, that's you guys done for the Champions League. Yeah, no, we had a good run at uh, this one, the <laughs> Messi versus Ronaldo storyline. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, well, Messi doesn't need oh, – I, I was going to say, does he even start for PSG these days? Only in Champions League doesn't any other <laughs> games, apparently. Uh-huh. No, fair enough. Get back to uh, the question, um, talk about the balanced squad. That – it, it is a better option, and I think it's always good to have at least one or two other captaincy options also with what's mm. going on with COVID. And, I mean, there's people are a bit worried about whether Salah will be rested this week and, you know, not having other captaincy options. But like I've said to you on multiple weeks, I just don't think it's the perma-captain Salah at the moment. Uh, that ship has sailed, and I think that, you know, he's maybe a, not. Maybe not just yet. I think one more week. Yeah, like he's not Newcastle, sailed, but yeah, I, I just think, say he's going to be heavily captain this week, even though they're playing Newcastle. Yeah, at the moment, I've got my captaincy on him for sure against Newcastle. Just absolutely yeah. horrible. But I just think that lately, it's starting to point towards you might need to look at fixtures and, and see what options are available. You don't want to just blindly not want a captain Salah, so you just pick someone. But yeah, correct. It's going to be interesting to see because if this perma-captain Salah proves to con- like continues to obviously not be exactly what it was early in the season, what are managers going to do that have just been, you know, every week just going, oh, it's easy, just captain Salah. Like, do you think there's going to be a lot of it's going to be rank, come after. rank changing because you're going to have people actually having to think and have to use their knowledge and go, might need to go back and have a look at a few games and, you know, find someone else to captain. So it's going to be interesting. Mm. Um, might get on to uh, the team plans for the week. Um, I mentioned earlier, uh, getting out Livramento for Dallo sort of at the moment. That's my only transfer. And then if obviously all hell breaks loose, I might need to take a hit to uh, sort problems out. But what about you, Demo? Uh, at the moment, my team's sitting pretty pretty well. I've got uh, everyone playing except uh, I've got to find out about what's happening with Spurs so I can see uh, what's happening with Son. Um, at this stage, it's probably a hold. They're not going to have two freeze and um, reload for the weekend, but um, pretty happy. Obviously, with the the hit that I took um, to sort of fix up the team, 
Um, I'm not keen on doing any moves at the moment until we have a bit more information. Yeah, no, exactly. And it's going to be interesting to see um, if, what rotation is happening this week, um, whether players are going to obviously be rested for the, the weekend games if they've got it. So, but we'll have to see. Probably wait for the presses before you make your um, final decisions, but hopefully there's nothing serious about the new COVID news that is coming out. I think there's more news coming out of uh, Spurs as well that there's another player that um, might have COVID. So a lot of things happening and it's very frustrating, but I mean, if if you make your decisions and, and all of a sudden your team gets flooded with COVID players that are out, you know, it is what it is and you just uh, roll off the punches, they say. Mm. Um, just before you move on or before we sort of wrap up, uh, was the – I don't actually believe it was redrawn, the Man United. I'm just reading here. It actually says, should the Champions League round of 16 be redrawn? Yeah, it definitely United should were, be. <laughs> Manchester United were mistakenly left out of Atletico Madrid's opponent pot, thus missed the opportunity to be drawn with the reigning La Liga champions. So I think you guys ended up with PSG, but you were actually left out of um, – Atletico Madrid's opponent pot, if I'm reading correctly. So, so it smells of a uh, stitch up and a bit of a uh, premeditated um, move. No, just, I don't know. I don't know, mate. I but love it's... a good conspiracy, and mm-hmm. I think they really wanted the Messi v Ronaldo storyline, and they've just <laughs> they've just done what they've needed to do. A uh, bit of an oopsie, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, when's the Europa draw? That'll be tomorrow. Uh, it's right now. <laughs> oh. I'm uh, I'm watching it as we speak. <laughs> I couldn't imagine you'll get anyone too hard because you did finish top of the group. Yeah, we finished. We finished top, so we avoid we avoid all the uh, all the Champions League sort of dropouts. So we will we'll avoid Bas- you know, the Barcelonas and. Um, I think Inter has dropped down and a few others. So, Imagine but, uh, finishing top of your group and you have to play PSG. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's just that's just peak Manchester United, Tom Ford. You know what? The only thing is uh, you've beaten them before um, in Champions League. So Yeah, but we were a decent football team then. <laughs> now who's a cynical one? <laughs> I think I think we need to wrap up, mate. I think we need to wrap up. <laughs> nah, before it gets too dark. But um, thanks again for coming. I know you've been pretty busy with um all the the last minute school stuff towards the end of the year. Yeah, but... I've got um got graduations this well. For those who don't know, I'm a school teacher, so we've got uh, teach grade sixes. So I've got graduations. Got my speech prepared. Um, bought my suit for for. We got the graduation tomorrow, so. It'll be a busy day and busy into the term. So, and then hopefully plenty we can just of un- scotch, mate. We'll get you. <laughs> uh, hopefully, we can unwind for a bit before we um, uh, reload, reload again next year. No, definitely. All good luck tomorrow, mate. Hope it all goes well. Uh, don't no, stuff up, and um, <laughs> hopefully, you take your right speech, and it's not the run sheet for our podcast. Yeah, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Um, For all that stuff, head over to our Twitter, FPL underscore amateurs underscore Oz, and all of Damo's West Ham propaganda, uh, FPL West Ham. And uh, head over to our Facebook, EPL Fantasy Amateurs of Oz, and our podcast will be up on Podbean, Spotify, 
and iTunes. And remember, leave a five-star rating uh, or even just send a bad review. Um, gives don't us a bit that. of airplay. No, don't, don't do that. Um, <laughs> rate us five stars, even if you don't like us, just so we can reach as many people as possible because there might be people that love us out there that don't know about us yet. So sort of like a modern-day love story. They don't know they love us till they hear us. So, yeah, that, on that note, we might finish the pot up, mate. Uh, good luck this week. Hopefully you see a better week than you did previously. Ah, uh, yeah, we'll see how we go, man. Uh, hopefully I'm still flying high, mate. Uh, and we'll do <laughs>